Hey everybody, it's Corey from A Hazy Reaction. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. So a happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I, I hope everybody was uh, doing well for themselves. Even if you don't celebrate it still, I wanna say uh, I hope everything went well for you over the weekend. So I'm back now. I have a compilation here, it's called The Lips of TikTok. And let's get into it and see what it's about. My name is Professor Lionel Longleg. My pronouns are they, fair, fairs, it, 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 and they, them is just fine. So if you wanted to refer to me, you would say Faye is a drag storyteller. It loves to read. And some of their favorite books are where the wild things are. Wow, I just want to say the makeup is over the top on this person. I mean, if, if, you, if you're looking at this right now, it's, it's wild. I mean, I think the person is definitely looking for attention because, <laughs> because... That's not normal. I mean, I'm not saying everybody needs to be normal or whatever normal is nowadays. But when you look at something like that and you're just thinking to yourself, how can I not look? How can I not judge? I mean, it's it's really difficult to do is what I'm trying to say. Not to do, not to judge, but all the pronouns and everything. Yes. Yeah. You don't even need to say that because we can obviously see that <laughs> your pronouns are it and whatever else you want to call yourself. <laughs> and you're making a statement, obviously. Now, I hope this person is, it looks like the, uh, from the rug by the feet, um, it looks like is like the alphabet maybe. So maybe they're teaching this to kids, which is very, very wrong in my opinion. Stars in the sky to the fish in the sea. And, and they I've are. I've reading with Drag Storyteller, with Drag Story Hour for a year and a half. And my... If you heard that, uh, they, it said they've been teaching drag story hour for a year and a half. So there's some school or live public library that's allowing this to happen. Not letting the parents decide what they teach their kids. They let people who are that and they and it and them and uh, just off the off the rails, mad looking, um, teach this kind of content to kids. It's not right, man. If you have kids, I think you should be able to, I think you should be the parent and judge and allow what they can learn. Not some person who doesn't even really know who they are. <laughs> Jeez. My drag character is a drag thing that a can thing. Be anything in the world. Today I'm space. A lot of times I'm a notebook or a car. All sorts of wonderful things. You heard that, right? Sometimes I'm a notebook. Sometimes I'm a car. Sometimes I'm outer space. Come on, man. The funny thing about reality is we all have the same reality. It's funny when people use that term so loosely. Oh, if my reality says this, my reality is that. No, it's the same. Generally speaking, if you jump off of a, a, a skyscraper building, the reality is that you're not going to fly and you're probably going to plummet to your death. Uh, if you go out in a, um, a crowded road during rush hour, just all willy nilly, you're going to get hit by a car and possibly die and cause an accident. That's reality. When these people say their reality is different, no, it isn't. Your reality is the same as mine. If I cut you, you're going to bleed just the same as me. You, 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 you start out as a child, an infant, you grow old, you die. 
that's the reality. They, they're, they're making up these, they're trying to use the terms too loosely, if you ask me, um, with, the, with, the, with the term reality. No, your reality is the same. How you react or how you act in that reality, I feel is different. Like the lady saying, she sometimes I can be whatever I want to. You can be a stars. You can be the universe. You can be, uh, like she said, a notebook. You, that's not realistic because we know what a notebook is, generally speaking. We know what a dog is. We know what a cat is. We know what a horse is. You can't be them. It's just people need therapy. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I mean, sometimes I'm a notebook. Sometimes I'm um, outer space. Come on, man. You've got kids believe in this. Then kids grow up with this tainted viewpoint of how life really is. Everyone, this is just a friendly reminder that if a fat person is talking about their own experience with fat phobia, their own experience with their body, with their fat body, their larger body, their plus size body, whatever they fucking want to call it, that when a fat person is talking about their own shit, their own experience, whatever the fuck it is, that's not an invitation for thin people to insert themselves in a conversation that's not about them. Just so you know. See, I disagree with what this lady's saying. If you're putting the information out on the internet like this, it's open source. It's public domain. It's meant for everybody to make a comment. Don't put your information out here. Don't put your concerns, your gripes, your complaints out on the internet if you don't want people to react to it. It's weird. And she's talking about fat phobia. I'm, from what I've seen uh, going to the gym and everything like that, I think, um, Fat phobia, uh, fat people are more inclined to attacking people that are fit or are thinner than them, as opposed to the opposite way. I just don't see it. I I have friends that are fit, go to the gym, things like that, and I have friends that are overweight. I never see them. I never seen them attack them. Now with men, I will say men hold other men accountable. If I go up to another dude, even if I don't know him that well, and I'm like, man, I'm overweight, man. A guy will check another guy and he say, hey, man, you got to take it easy on them sodas. Stay away from the diet sodas, just as bad as uh, the normal sodas. Uh, go to the gym. Hey, you want to come to the gym with me? Guys do that. However, I would argue women don't. Women encourage bad behavior when it comes to things like that. Let me explain. If a woman is overweight and she knows that she needs to lose weight and it's unhealthy for her. Other women be like, you go, girl, you a boss, babe. You beautiful no matter who you are, girl. Woo, woo, woo. Men don't do that. But women will hold men accountable too if a man's overweight. He got a, a dad bod, a beer belly, things like that. Women will check him, not give him the time of day, won't even look at him. He's invisible to her. But overweight women, if a man doesn't, if a man doesn't appeal to that type of a woman, the uh, other women oh, uh, encourage her to be like, oh, he doesn't deserve you. Oh, he's being fat phobic. He's trying to shame you for something. He's trash. He's a jerk. He's garbage. They, they do that all the time. You see it on social media all the time. And it's just not fair. Like I said, men and women will hold men accountable. However, men cannot hold women accountable. And women won't. The key word there is they won't hold them accountable. Can they? Yes, but they don't check them. They encourage them. Let's continue before I go off on another tirade. 
Because <laughs> when a marginalized person, yes, because fat people are marginalized. If you don't fucking understand that, then look at intersectionality and the different intersections. Because body size is one of them. Back to the point. It's not an invitation for thin people to just enter into the space of fat people to talk about themselves. No offense, but this isn't fucking about you. And if you think it is, that's your own fucking projection. Go to therapy and let fat. And How about you go to therapy and put quit putting your information out on here and expecting the, all the results to be positive. You put your information once again on social media for the whole world to see is public domain. People can comment on it. So let them comment. You got to roll with the punches. No offense, but no pun intended, but you have to roll with the punches, you know, just like a skinny person may be too thin because being too thin can be just as unhealthy as being overweight. Nice people talk. It's called balance. I'm changing my pronouns a little bit. Um, so for the he, she alternative, instead of pay, it's paint. So now it's paint, paints, paint self. I just think it's easier and it flows better. I'm going to be teaching you how to use prince, princess pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use shark, sharks, pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use flower, flowers, pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use wolf, wolf's pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use paint, paints, pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use cat, cat's pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use that, that's pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use the, verb, viz, pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use thon, thon's pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use zay, zem pronouns and sentences. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to use shroom, shroom. Pronouns. Also, by the way, with the Little Mermaid, can, can we also just mention that just from, from, a, from a scientific perspective, okay, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have someone with darker skin who lives deep in the ocean. What scientific fucking perspective? It's a story about a mermaid. Those don't even exist. There's an octopus lady that steals people's voices and a singing Jamaican crab. <laughs> I, I would agree with them on that part because Matt Walsh is saying it doesn't make sense for a darker skinned person to be in the ocean. Well, all that may be true. It is a fictitious story. Come on, man. It's about a mermaid that we, as far as we know, don't exist. And like he's just said right there, it's an octopus lady that's speaking English, still in people's voices because their voices are beautiful. It, it's okay. I, in my opinion, it's okay. I don't care. I never... I never really cared too much about the, the the origins or the colors of mermaids and the. As a matter of fact, I don't even watch the stuff, so I, I'm just commenting in the aspect that I can see where other people are coming from. It's a mermaid because the girl has black skin. Why are we looking at that as the end all be all? It's can she sing it? Is she playing a fictitious character? The answer is yes. So let her play it. Jesus Christ. We get too wrapped around the axle about this. But at the same time, I understand where some people, they go off on the rail, they go off the rails, right? When they talk about, let's say, comic books, when, like, let's say you replace Iron Man with a female character uh, being woke, like, is, and we know Disney is very woke, but they'll replace Iron Man with a female Iron Man. They'll replace Thor with a female Thor. Hulk, female Hulk. You know, things like that. So it's just going down the list. 
we replace Hawkeye with a female version of Hawkeye. It it becomes a point where it's like, okay, what are you guys doing? You know, I understand that aspect, but this little mermaid about a girl in the ocean, her skin color being darker, uh, who cares? I really don't. I, I won't even see the damn thing, so I don't care. Who gives a fuck? Oh, my God. I heard about this story. So there's no audio for this, so I'm going to just speak over it, um, through it. This is a teacher that's a male that's got artificial, as you can see, uh, fake breast implants, and they're extremely large, extreme. It's It borders on the line of uh, just <laughs> like a anime cartoon or something. It's crazy. So I, I don't get this part. This is crazy to me. And why they let this person go through this aspect of life and do this is just beyond me and, and present this in front of kids in a shop class where shop class was predominantly males. <laughs> and this is a man, by the way. Jeez. This is just a daily reminder that your pronouns should be respected in any healthcare setting. Whether you are transgender or non-binary, Whatever you tell the healthcare team your pronouns are, are exactly what every single member of the healthcare team should be referring to you as. Just because you're in a healthcare setting, and even if you're presenting with a problem that is related to a body part associated with your gender assigned at birth, does not mean that your pronouns should not be respected. Yeah, but it's really hard for a doctor to sit there with a, a, a person that's transgender that has a penis and say, your vagina is not working correctly you know it doesn't make sense man it's stupid uh your your uh, ma'am your sperm count is low does that make any sense to anybody no <laughs> i had a mother of a patient who was very lovely and totally respected her child's they them pronouns and when i confirmed that those were in fact the child's pronouns the mother said yes but we totally understand if you need to refer to them as their biological sex given that we're in a healthcare setting and they're presenting with these certain issues. And I said, no. I said, what we are treating has nothing to do with the child's gender identity and their pronouns will be respected. So you don't have to worry about that. And when we would round on the patient, whenever somebody would use the wrong pronouns, I would respectfully correct them. One good thing that came out of this is that my supervisor actually asked me to It's funny how she uh, wants to correct people for using um, the proper pronouns in there, but she doesn't respect the right that they don't want to use it. That's crazy to the rest of the healthcare team about transgender and non-binary patients in the healthcare setting. I'm sure kids are around there. Yep, there's kids. That time I played tug of war Jeez. with a baby. It's not a club, it's a parade festival. Jeez. What is going on here? I think the kid was crying, which rightfully so. <laughs> if you need a letter either for starting hormones or for surgery, or you can get one letter, but you actually need two letters for surgery, I have a service for you. This is Gallup. It's thegallup.org. That's T-H-E-G-A-L-A-P.org. It's a letter writing project where various practitioners sign on and they say that they're willing to provide letters and then you have the opportunity to contact them and get a letter set up for free. Now, I have not personally used this service, but I have quite a few clients who have and they've all been quite satisfied. 
This is a great way to avoid the gatekeeping that comes from the letter and to get your letter regardless of your financial situation. <laughs> crazy. Here are some tips to help you learn your students' pronouns. Are you a boy or a girl? Here's what you can do instead. Here, I like to use a Google form or a Microsoft form or any other survey app that works for you. I've stopped asking what your preferred pronouns are, and instead I say what are your pronouns because your pronoun is part of your identity and not just a personal preference. One of the very important questions I like to ask is may I use these pronouns in front of your parents or guardians? The reason why is because students may feel comfortable around you or their peers, but they might not be ready to let their parents know which pronouns they are using. And if a student uses different pronouns with you, their peers, or their parents, it's not your business to ask why. It's funny how Using the kids um, feel more comfortable around um, other figures like teachers or whatever counselors than they do their own parents. I think honesty is a big problem that we have here. Communication is a big problem. Using their pronouns respectfully is a great way to start building that relationship. Because you do have a relationship, speaking of which, with your family. Your family takes care of you. Your family pays your bills. But yet you're less honest with them than a, a complete stranger. They probably could care less about you and what you ate, paying your bills, your phone bill. <laughs> Come on. I just find it weird. Queen's death. And not because I care about that woman. I have no love for a white supremacist imperialist colonizer. But whenever the power structure of a country is disrupted, far-right groups will use this as a recruitment opportunity. They will use the collective mourning of the nation as a tool to normalize their rhetoric in the eyes of the public. And this can be very effective on people who might not be outright reactionary, but do have some kind of parasocial relationship with a monarchy. And as a trans person, the UK worries me. Because not only does it have a history of openly embracing systemic transphobia, but the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, is a very loudly anti-trans politician. So this is something that we have to be very I have no idea who of. this person is. Pay attention to how they handle messages the person she's talking about. Weeks. Or he. I would uh, like to be celebrating they, the demise of the fascists. There is always <laughs> another one waiting behind. I'm sure you guys heard what they said. She said, or they said, or whatever. These pronouns are confusing the hell out of me, but <laughs> she's going to have a party if she has an abortion and she's going to be celebrating the abortion. Okay. I'm going to come up with some sort of... Yeah, nobody aborted her. ...pill and call it the aborted fetus. And me and all of my friends are just going to hang out, eat a bunch of yummy dead fetus food, get drunk, and have eat dead a fetus, great really. old time. Come on. She's trolling. Okay. So that's all I have for that one. <laughs> It wasn't that funny. It was actually very cringe. So I, I just wanted to thank everybody for joining me today. And until next time, I'll see you soon.